Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. You can also watch us too. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And today I've got a family in the studio with me. Joining us is Tyler Tharp. He is the owner of Synergy Shooting Solutions. He's a self-defense expert and shooting competitor extraordinaire. But he's also got his mom today, Betty. Maybe one of the baddest ladies you've ever met in your entire life. We'll leave that up to for you to aside but they are a family that has been dedicated to supporting the second amendment you're right for that and spreading awareness about firearm safety as well as self-defense and i just think this is all around a, a pretty cool story so welcome to you both Hello. Thanks for having me. All right, um, Tyler, I'm going to start with you. Let's start with, because that's how mom gets into the story, your love of firearms, self-defense, just sort of everything that encompasses that. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a pretty normal country boy backstory where I grew up with my grandpa hunting, um, first gun at seven type of thing. I was always glued to his hip, hunting and fishing. Um, the, the grandpa I'm speaking of is my mom's dad. And uh, we were always just super close, all three of us. And um, by the time I got out of the out of the army, uh, mom had started getting into the competitive circuit, and I thought it looked like fun. And the rest is history from there. Okay, Betty. Normally, you don't hear about women or females in general being in the competitive shooting arena. I think that's gaining popularity. We talk and often hear on good things about even the old Miss air rifle uh, team is all women's and they're kicking tail. I know that's not real, um, real um, shooting, but it's still shooting. Uh, and so I think it's growing. But it feels like back in when would this be when you started taking up um, shooting in competitions? About what year would that have been? In competition, I believe it was 2011, maybe. But prior to, I am a retired law enforcement officer. Got it. So, and like Tyler said, I was a mama's, I, I, I was daddy's girl. If he went fishing, I went. If he went hunting, I went. I've always been around guns. And so it was, it wasn't anything that was, uh, odd for me and then what really got me into it was a domestic violence situation and once i got out of that situation is when i went in for law enforcement and from then on i have been behind a firearm and being a one of the very few females that has at that time was in law enforcement you had to prove yourself 
and I had to prove myself with not only my handgun, but also my shotgun. Where did the love of taking that in terms of a self-defense or safety or protecting the community, which is what our first responders and our military as well as our uh, law enforcement does, into the love of competition? I think that part's cool. You take a skill that is also needed for for self-defense and safety, but then also you can have fun with it. You can be competitive with it. You can challenge yourself and, you know, with others. When did you get introduced to, to that part of it? In 2009, my husband was killed in the line of duty. And instead of staying at home and doing your normal grief, I had to find something. And because I enjoyed guns, I picked it up and got involved with it. And the first competition I went to was in Las Vegas for handgun multinationals. Go big or go home. Yes. <laughs> handgun nationals. Yep. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And because no one knew my backstory, I was able to get involved with the people and listen and watch and see. And my first CRO, Bruce Wells, told me, he said, this is... I can see it in you. I can see what you are capable of doing. He said, do not come back here until you are an RO and you have really gotten involved in it. What does RO mean? You are a range officer. Yeah, comes along with certification. Yes, you have to be certified. Basically, with a range officer, you run a stage. You make sure everybody's safe. They are... Um, uh, carrying properly, they're not. Uh, they're running their stage properly. They're not pointing the guns in any way that's going to um, uh, be unsafe. Thank you, be unsafe. Yeah. So it's it's a progress. It's uh, so I started out. I went back. I came back home and I took uh, my RO class from Troy McManus, and I, I just flourished from there and after a year I took my CRO which is chief range officer and normally you don't you don't do that after just a year but I was so involved in an every weekend traveling to every state I've been I've lost how many states <laughs> I've been to but and then I got Tyler involved and yep. we have just been kicking it ever since Tyler when was your first competition how old were you in terms of sh and how do you how would you classify it? do you say a shooting competition i feel like yeah, i'm not sure, using yeah. the right language yeah. shoot, so it's competition just match you know um terms interchangeable so yeah i was 20 years old and uh, i was shooting a rimfire uh borrowed pistol at a steel challenge match locally in byram which is pretty much where My everybody hometown. starts yeah, yeah. exactly well, so, Terry, byram, yeah yeah everybody starts seems like it still challenge because it's really easy and that's that's where i did and um i did fairly well and i was like huh well, let's just keep on doing this. And I think that's just what I, I mean. I love that we're having this conversation today on Good Things because it opens up to the idea that this can be a family sport. I know that sounds mm -hmm. like not strange, but it shouldn't be strange. Yeah. And it provides you an opportunity to take something that 
you love, particularly even during like hunting seasons or those sort of specified times or just going to the shooting range and you can use it as another outlet. You can get involved in community outside of just the hunting or whatever. And then to a way to get your children into it, um, I think is always a positive thing. Them being confident in a firearm to me is a very positive uh, sort of thing. But when did you, okay, Tyler, let's shift for a second. You decided to take your love of firearms mm-hmm. and self-defense, which self-defense, which we'll get into encompasses more than just firearms. Oh, yeah. Um and make that into your career path. When was that? When did the light switch, uh, switch for you that that was going to be the road that you were going to go with? You know, it lightly switched back in 2016 when I got my very first certification with Cliff Cargill through the USCCA. And it was a two-day venture. It was my first time I would paid a lot of money for that type of thing and started, you know, helping mom. I'd already been helping mom teach her enhanced carry classes. And so I wanted to be certified through the state as well. So I went and did that. And I just kind of half-butted it, basically. I didn't half-butt the class, but I didn't make it my full-time job, you know, because I didn't think there was enough money in it to survive. And really, until you get a huge name, some big success thing or deal going on, Would it's that not. be through your competitions or just through... Like the merchandise you carry, or when you inter- yeah, there's there's no one thing that holds you steady. It's it's a bunch of little pieces to a big pie. So uh, in 2020, though, the January 2020 is when I actually LLC'd Synergy and started taking it extremely serious. Um, this year, I've made more progress than any year, and I don't foresee that changing anytime soon. Like every year, I'm going to find a new goal and make myself better. Like this year. This past year, I did a six-month-long certification process that gains me not anything in shooting um, while it is for shooting instructors, but it's it was six months of teaching pe- people how to teach other adults. Knowledge. Yeah, it was all, all adult learning and coaching-based. Um, so, yeah. Do you also feel like the time is right for it in terms of people's interest in self-defense or firearm, um, I guess, confidence. I guess say firearm safety, that mm-hmm. comes with it. But I feel like there is um, this rise in, I guess, uh, personal awareness to be their own protector or, right. you know, even, which is funny, it comes at a time where, you know, law enforcement's under fire for unfortunate reasons. You know, guns are under fire for unfortunate yeah. reasons. But but those that still believe in the Second Amendment, it mm-hmm. feels like maybe there's a there is kind of a resurgency of getting more interested in in yeah, that. That and now now there's more quote unquote instructors than ever before. Like it's 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 becoming a flooded market of people that are doing just the bare necessities, um, and then it's just a, it's a weird market. I will say this though, as far as timing, you know the saying goes, when is the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. Second best time is right now. So I try not to think of it as in terms of time because I'll start getting irritated that I didn't start oh, yeah. sooner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just uh, doing the best I can with what I got at this time. Well, and that's what you got now. You've got Synergy Shooting Solutions. You do all, sort, all sorts of different things, Tyler. I know part of that is self-defense. So we're going to dive into that and more coming up next.
things. Don't forget, you can listen to us. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Hope you've taken time to download that. You can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. We're continuing our conversation today with Tyler Tharp. He is the owner of Synergy Shooting Solutions. He's got his mom here, Betty, who helped get him into this sort of, I guess, industry, but also have the love and I think the respect to for firearms. Now, Betty, when Tyler decided to sort of shift gears, and I'm not sure which gear you shifted from, but said, you know what, I'm going to go all in with Synergy Shooting solutions and I want to provide this service for Mississippi and beyond were you proud or scared for him or what was sort of your reaction as mama I was absolutely proud um, prior to Tyler creating synergy I had already created classic firearms training LLC I'm the owner of that one and brought him in as a partner along with my husband now Rodney May and we started building it and building it and we went to different states and with rodney's background we were able to do more than just pistol we do rifle as well and with that i knew that my son here could flourish and do so much more and once we all got more established and more people and more training and more matches and more states the more people he got to be introduced to his when he realized that he could do just as well as we did and when he told me that he wanted to branch out how can i help what can i do what do you need tell me and i'll help you if i know something that you need to know i'll tell you who do you need to talk to? Mm-hmm. So, yes, I was absolutely proud. I'm still proud. Every time he calls and tells me he's accomplished something, it's not surprising. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm like, well, did you should have already done it, though. But, no, <laughs> but, now yeah. is, but now is the time, Mom. And, and yes. But I think what exudes from Tyler that is that will make him a success and anybody in this sort of sector is the passion for it and not just for a successful business it's also you feel like you have something others need in terms of something you can teach them something you can bring awareness to and that's the part to me that i think is the most important is just this idea that we were all our first responders or we all should have this idea of protecting ourselves so have you always been an advocate for self-defense and i mean i know i take it from a woman's perspective i forget men need self-defense too um so i see it from a different place but where did that passion for people taking personal responsibility for their own safety come from seeing people be victims you know firsthand um yeah so saw it growing up Uh, i was in a i was in a really big school growing up i graduated from warren central it was one of the first six eight schools or was so our graduating class was 350 people so you imagine the diversity that was in that i remember getting in fights because i was getting picked on i remember getting in fights because i saw you know bullies picking on girls and me jumping in and getting my butt kicked just to kind of <laughs> keep them from being a victim it, so on and so forth so it started as an early age um I, and in all those times no one came no one else came to help it right was just me me against the wall against them type of thing and so i I don't 
I know people are going to end up in that situation at some point. I want them to have all the tools they can to come out on top. What would be the biggest myth to those uh, listening to good things about self-defense, whether what mm-hmm. they could or couldn't do? You never rise to the occasion. You fall to the lowest. You fall to the lowest form of perfection of whatever training you've done. So, say someone busts up in your church, like what happened over in Texas a little while. You know, last, oh goodness, it was January last year. It's been a while now, and uh, the shot that saved the day was 25 yards with a handgun, and it was a headshot. When's the last time you practiced a headshot at 25 yards? Well, you know, before you came here today. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> and not you, that's you, just, but like that's you. That's this morning. Yeah, you, just, you as in people in general. No, like, exactly. It, yeah. yeah. And do you, do you think with bullets flying and just and literally watching someone have a shotgun blast to their chest dying in front of you that you'll be able to maintain that cortisol dump, that adrenaline dump, and make a 25-yard headshot to save the day? No. And then I know, you know, there's a, training, a story that's, uh, um, you know, we th- we're we able to talk ourselves into, well, that doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, there's a small percentage chance that our church may or, but it may not happen to us. But what's more likely to actually happen is what I think happened to you, Betty, I think at a Walmart one time, which, you know, as it's just more growing concern for, and again, it comes from a woman's perspective, but I, but you know what, I should stop saying that because really we're all sort of victim to car, could be victim to to carjacking, being distracted, um, and then being taken advantage of, and then all of that. But do you mind sharing with us that story, Betty? No, I do not mind. Um, Bless Tyler. He 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 actually gave you a different story of something that did happen. Yeah. When I was law enforcement. Gotcha. So um, what actually happened, and it happens more than people think about. Women mostly are an easy target. So I am right. Yes. <laughs> and it's because a lot of times it's technology, and it's younger ladies that are on the phone got the ear pods on or whatever but me at this specific time i'm i'm a, i'm going to guess it's because this individual saw i'm five foot five mm-hmm. i'm not i mean 110 pounds wet yeah okay <laughs> so i'm driving up and he sees this little female in her husband's truck well newsflash it's my truck <laughs> So that's where he messed you up. Need a bumper sticker. Nice truck. Oh, I do. <laughs> but with training, when I was driving up into Walmart, I saw him and intuition hit. So I I saw him. Like, right, I'm gonna pay attention to him. Then I parked up front. It was like three o'clock. I was on the phone with a gentleman setting up setting up a class for his wife. So defense and I had my window about half half down and as I look to my left he has walked up to me and he says get off the phone give me your truck well because of the intuition I had already picked my gun up and had it in my lap I I listened to my gut reactions I listened to the hair standing up on the back of my head it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at him, rose my gun, pointed it at him, and he had two options. Either leave or get shot. Mm-hmm. 
He was leaving one way or the other. <laughs> but this took about less than 10 seconds. And within 10 seconds, what went through my head was, please go away. Do you have a weapon? Can I shoot you and it be justifiable? Please go away. I do not want to live the rest of my life knowing I killed you, even though you're a thug, but please go away. And it felt like it was 10 minutes long. He was able to tell me whether or not my barrel was dirty before he left. He decided that my truck was not worth his life. And I'm glad because I had my finger on the trigger. If he had come to me and tried to get in, there was no other option. And I was thankful that he decided to leave. My only regret is I was not able to tell what clothes he had on. And that's one of the things that I preach when I teach. You've got to know your surroundings. If you come up on somebody, you've got to know what they have on. You've got to be able to repeat it. And I was... Make a good report. Yeah, you've got to be able to know it all. So I can tell you what time, about how tall he was, what color his hair was, because I was staring him in the face. And I knew he did not have a weapon. So I had to be careful on how I did things. But thankfully, he left. I put my gun back down. I got off the phone with the gentleman who heard everything. And I drove home. And once the adrenaline stopped, it took me all day to stop shaking. Oh, I can only imagine. And how much worse that could have happened if with someone built like you, looks like you, all the things who didn't have the training that you and the cop and I go back and I use that word a lot because I think confidence gets you they would have lost the vehicle or or their life life. or both right because he was coming in until I went like this right and he did a dead stop because they don't expect it no usually I would say and I don't know statistically speaking but I would I would go far to say that if you had a confident person in their you know uh, gun knowledge that it would deter a lot of carjackings and it the would. simple theft and it things would. of that way. Absolutely. Because they're also not looking to probably take a life. They're just wanting what they want and they're using fear and scare tactics most with of the their time. most of the time. And I get that that doesn't that always doesn't transpire. Some are a little bit more um, eager yes. to to win the, to win the moment. But I think you would get away with a lot just having again. I go back to just that confidence to protect yourself and stand uh, and stand firm. But I do know self defense also includes other things other than firearms. So we're going to dive into that and more coming up next. Good things. Don't forget, you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. We're having a good conversation about self-defense, being your own first responder uh, in any situation with Tyler Tharp. He's the owner of Synergy Shooting Solutions. We got his mom here, Betty, who is also um, teaching us that women can stand their ground and protect themselves. She's done it, she's lived it, and she's taught it. I want to get to the other side of self-defense, though, because, I mean, you're talking to the right crowd here, Tyler. We're all pro, for the most part, pro Second Amendment, and everyone should have that confidence 
But that's not all that it inquires. It's not just being, you know, snazzy with a firearm. So how do you describe self-defense in other terms and other or in other ways? Well, I love my analogy that I use that just because you own a guitar doesn't mean you're a musician. Amen. You know, there's plenty of people out there that own a gun and because they thought that they grew up hunting all their lives are good enough and that they'll rise to that occasion. And it's just simply not the case. Of all the all the uh, badge cams and dash cams and surveillance cameras I've watched of shootings and stuff like that, shout out to uh, Active Self Protection on YouTube that just about every shooting that's been caught on camera, he reviews and goes over and you can watch that information and learn from it. Um, you... you Rarely do you see people rising to the occasion. Like they, they fumble, they drop guns, they like they fall on their butt and trip over things. Like when bulls they start flying, yeah, when bulls start flying, it's it's very different. And and even more than that, we'll take the gun aspect out of it. There's plenty of videos of females being abducted, thrown into the attacker's car and taken off site, and you don't know where they go from there. What if they knew some sort of technique? to break that hand contact and start running? Or what if they thought to carry pepper spray on them if they're in a non-permissive environment where you can't carry a gun and blast them with spray, create some distance and haul butt to safety as well? You know, it's, it's, it's not just about a gun. You really need a bunch of tools. You can't build a whole house with just a hammer. You gotta have many other tools. Same way with your self-defense. You mentioned it's breaking the what cycle? The, uh, uh, the attack loop. The attack you got, loop. You got to break the attack loop. So when someone is is trying to attack you, um, you really got to. They're expecting you to be an easy target because they've already pre-selected you. Almost rarely does this stuff just happen by happen chance, happenstance. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, you're lot, being watched. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So uh, almost every attack was predetermined by the attacker, and they have in their head the the way it's about to go down, and they don't expect you to whip out pepper spray and blast in their face. They don't expect you to um, know how to grapple or how to break hand grabs or how to pull a gun properly and know what commands to give and how to actually give a correct report when the police do arrive. Which I learned, I was taking that from your story, Betty, was the fact that there are other parts to it than just pulling the gun and, and pointing it at the person. There's also that. But, but did that come from, did you have the privilege and knowledge of your law enforcement training? Or is that also something that gets taught in self-defense training for, for women? I mean, because, you know, you have, again, you have that law, which I think that almost would, would make me more nervous to, to shoot, to, you know, to pull and do that would be because you are at that time, uh, an officer or former law, uh, law enforcement officer. But going back to those other pieces to it than just having the weapon, that does that get taught in training? When to draw your You were like, on? when, how, what to think through? Because you went through the, the things you thought about in 10 seconds was a really a lot. <laughs> yes, part, it's, it's like a pyramid that we were taught at uh, the police academy. You have your non-lethal that goes all the way up to lethal. You start at the non-lethal, and you have to be able to figure out what your situation is. My situation at that time, I felt that a firearm was necessary. In some situations, it's not necessary. It's depending on where you are, um, who it is. Uh, what's going on at the time. Was I taught 
when to draw my my gun yes and no it's just like intuition yeah and the situation mm -hmm. so like if i am in fear of my life then i feel because of my size and mm -hmm. say it's a 200 something pound gentleman with a bat absolutely i'm in fear of my life i know he can kill me i will draw my firearm um, no offense if it was you coming at me. <laughs> None with, taken. With, with a now I know you. <laughs> I'm not coming. <laughs> with a bat, um, I would not draw my firearm. Yeah. So um, it, it depends on the situation. And that's where I think the training, which also is I'm getting from you and Tyler today, is so important. It's this idea that you don't know what you don't know. You can be more methodical. And I keep using the word confident. But it matters here. And, and it's like you may never use it, but what if you do need it? And so that would be the... And I think about I have two young girls, uh, one 10 and one 3, and they're not you know at that age. But even the 10-year-old, you feel like you have to start having the ten -year -old some would, conversations yes. now about what to do. It would not hurt her to take something like jujitsu. And that is uh, body, art yeah, body grappling, how to get in. And Just body awareness, up. yeah. Yes, absolutely. My five-year-old granddaughter is taking it. And it's they're like little sponges. They absorb it. So it, she may not be able to use it right now, right. but the more she takes it and the more she gets involved into it, and like Tyler said, the schools are getting so much worse. You got a lot of kids that are picking on other kids and so forth. Um, I would like my granddaughter to be, be one of those that would take up for the little guys. And so, no, you can't, don't do that. Mm -hmm. And be able to handle the situation without going to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Stopping it at that very bottom part of that pyramid, at the non-lethal. And so anybody can learn it. Situational awareness, to me, I think, is a skill that's also underutilized. You would think Absolutely. that just even on the playground or other skills, you just have the, to diffuse the situation to be taught how to. Verbal judo. Yeah. Absolutely. Would would do would do well because a lot of times that's all you need is mm -hmm. you know yes. a little. Yes. On well, the way that, down. That is one of the first things that I teach during one of my classes, is situational awareness mm -hmm. because if you do not understand what that is firearm or not how do you describe situational awareness betty well there's i'm gonna turn it over to tyler because <laughs> this my, my brain has i know we start with white and then we end with red but <laughs> there's two more colors we're missing and i can't uh, think of them tyler right what are the what is the situational awareness uh in a nutshell being situational aware is nothing surprising you you know they say uh what surprises the paranoid person Everything. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It literally, <laughs> nothing surprises them because they're so planned out. For the, but no, you, situational awareness is somewhere between uh, someone that's not aware of anything and someone that's totally uh, paranoid. Like, I don't need you to be either one of those. I need you to live in that middle ground, ha live a happy life, yet still be uh, attentive enough to your surroundings that you're not a liability. And you can actually be an asset to you and your family. Like my situation, I wasn't in the red when I drove up to Walmart. Right, yellow. I was in yellow because I'm watching pedestrians and making sure that I'm not fixing to, to hit somebody, to hit yeah. somebody or, or anything. And that is when I noticed that gentleman mm -hmm. just didn't feel right. And yeah. that moved me to the red. Yeah. That moved me to the top of the pyramid because of his 
demeanor, his actions, his, his, actions, his size, and yep. knowing that I would, you always hear, well, if that were me, I would have blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Let me tell you, you, you can talk that nonsense all day long because I was one of those people that did exactly that. Well, it was me. And let me tell you what I didn't do. <laughs> I didn't jump out the truck and whoop his butt like everybody said you would. Right. What I did was I made sure my doors were still locked. Yes. I made sure that the gentleman on the phone was still listening. And I took care of me. You remind me of a time about situational awareness. And, you know, your intuition can really probably save you from a lot. I was pregnant with our oldest, Neely. At that time, I was working and traveling. I was in Opelousas, Louisiana. And I pulled up and I was in a rental um, big SUV because I was going for a conference and had a lot of goodies in the back. And I pulled up to get gas. I literally was on empty and I had a tinkle. I mean, I was big and pregnant. And this truck full of gentlemen pulled up behind me. And when I was, I was just everything in me said, and there was nobody else at the gas station. It was one of the after hours where you could just pump or, you know, or whatever. I think I got 25 cents worth of gas. And in fact, I'm sorry, Lord, I think I stole it. But because <laughs> I pulled out my credit card, I just got in the car mm -hmm. and I just left. I said, you know what? I would rather go to jail for tw stealing 25 cents worth of gas or it may have been a dollar it was very little or, and it may have charged my credit card to be honest i don't remember compared to what yeah. they could have but done and it was part. just one of those things that i don't i have no idea i've absolutely never transpired to anything else because i didn't give it the opportunity exactly but i re i mean even now telling telling my 10 year old if you feel uncomfortable get away like if you yeah. feel uncomfortable get away and so um, just there's self-preservation techniques you yes. can you can learn and adapt and, and, and take in that would prevent help prevent situations like that. It would like first off, never letting your vehicle get below a quarter tank. Shush. Never. Never. Like, never getting gas when it's dark. Shush. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I did two of the bad things there. <laughs> so while I go away in shame, we're gonna come back uh, again with them and wrap this up. Coming up next. Good things. Don't forget, you can listen. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You know, you can always get us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. We're going to find out now how you can get a little piece of Tyler Tharp. He is the owner of Synergy Shooting Solutions. We got his mom here too, Betty. You both have your own businesses and rights in terms of the space of firearm uh, safety training and self defense. But I want to get to the actual training that you provide. <laughs> so if we're listening and we're encouraged, like, what what do you provide, Tyler? Like, what can you help us with in terms of workshops or services? Well, perfect example would be the the private class group class that Allison and her CrossFit group booked with me a few months ago. It was a four hour private booking. It was her and five or six of her other friends, where we went over just general gun safety, a little bit of marksmanship, 
Um, and then a li- we talked about less lethal options. And then they also got to shoot their own guns with some one-on-one coaching, proper grip, stance, uh, sight alignment, sight picture, so on and so forth. And then I also brought out uh, a, a plethora of my guns that they I know that they had never had a chance to experience um, because I, I'm sure most people only have like a couple of few handguns or whatever, not the plethora that I do. Um, so I, I let them experience an AR and how to properly use it a pump-action shotgun, an automatic shotgun, and then a few different other pistols as well. So it was a whole experience. It was a four-hour experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I offer that to one-on-one coaching, whether you want to do self-defense stuff, um, proper use of cover and concealment. If you want to get your church security team some, uh, some high-speed training, more than just the qualifications that, that they are currently doing, I do private groups with church security and then I also have a competition team we do competition intros I'm not a grandmaster I'm not going to try to you know tell you how to go from being a class to grandmaster but I can help you get into it and have a good baseline to start what's the age for that to start? Uh, 18 yep 18 and up well if you want to get into if you're doing the competition circuit thing and your parent is there uh, you know 14 because I've seen competitors as young as 14 I want to talk about your non-lethal options because I feel like um, mm-hmm. every girl going off to college or yes. whatever should have that option i mean i mean obviously weapons you know aren't the, aren't right, the only yeah. um but i do think every young woman should be able to have something on them to help in, a, in any form of attack and so you schooled me the last time we were together on pepper spray the good yeah. the bad and the ugly so what right. is it we need to know on that yeah so having something between a harsh word and a gun is super helpful again we need to have go away right. yeah. work. exactly <laughs> Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, case in point, I'll, this is a great example. A good friend of mine and his wife set up a private group again, this private group thing of a bunch of Jackson Prep graduate girls that were all going off. I think one, only one of them were staying, were going to uh, in school, uh, in state college. Yeah. One of them was Ole Miss. Well, they're all 18. They can't carry a gun. And even if they could, out of state, uh, most, I mean, and even in state, Campuses don't allow. Class, yeah. yeah, yeah, and even if you do have your enhanced carry permit, if you're a student, like say you're a student at state, you still can't carry there. Even if you're of age with the enhanced carry permit, they'll expel you straight up. But you still have the right to self defense. You still need to know how to get how to get out of grabs, how to be properly situational aware, like where and how to park techniques on how where and how to park your car, um, like have your phone in your hand maybe with someone on uh, uh, speakerphone so that they can hear anything that might transpire. Just a lot of these techniques that I taught in this four-hour um, basically prep for self-defense class. And so now they're, they're off to college with a good basis on not being a victim. Which I think that would be a gift. Uh, it would be a graduate gift of a lifetime, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, as we're coming class. up to, I know May graduation will be peaking. You've just, well, even any sort of time of coming of mm-hmm. age, 16, 18, I think what a great yep. sort of uh, thing to provide. And then, two, in terms of product, not every pepper spray, if not every pepper spray on the shelf is a works decent, as advertised. Works yeah. as advertised. Yeah, there's a lot of marketing gimmicks, just like with anything, right? So, there's only two that we recommend that's been proven by the great people that that's what they do for a living. So it's not like me in my opinion, just because it's not like that. So proven facts and data state that Palm uh, Spray and Sabre Red are the only two that actually work as advertised. The rest of them are usually marketing gimmicks, as well as those $15 tasers that you see at gun shows in the academy. They're all, you know, crap. (laughs) So you want to make sure you've just at least got the right stuff. You, again, I go back to just feeling confident and knowing, knowing what, 
what to do, like knowing mm-hmm. what to do if if put in sort of that situation. And I feel yeah. like most people who are confident are probably less likely to be picked on. Although Betty, That's right. yes, if you, yeah, if you look, if you walk and you talk and you look confident, hold your head up, look at your surroundings, you're less likely to be looked at as an easy target. Mm-hmm. Well, I've definitely been inspired today, and I hope you have too, to take your own um, safety into your own personal responsibility for, for your own safety. Tyler, if we want to get in touch with you, how do we do that? Yeah, so the easiest way is to hit up the website, the contact page on the website, SynergyShooting.com. If you want a training uh, venture with me or my mom, just put in the notes well, exactly what you're looking for. And if you don't know what you're looking for, just be like, hey, this is my phone number. Give me a call when it's convenient, and uh, I'll ask the right questions and see what works out best for you. All righty. Well, I appreciate you guys' this time. You guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. You've got Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Mississippi Media Production.